Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft episode today. Uh, just remember, just reminding everyone that the foundation of Minecraft, we actually have to have buttons that I get my students to say this, become the boss of your brain. That, that is what it's all about because we are what we think. People think they are what they eat, and nutrition is certainly very important. They'll think about it. Without the brain, we're not eating anything, right? It's just how it goes. We are what we think. Thoughts come first. Feelings come second, and then action or behavior last. So by changing our thoughts, we literally change our lives. We've got the power. And so they like, you know, we're talking about practicing patience. It's like before we've talked about practicing on, practicing honesty, which I do. I, I, I'm a big fan of practicing honesty. Loyalty, all the virtues. And Aristotle, one of my favorite dead guys for sure, said this, a very paraphrased, um, and I'm not looking at anything right now. I just remember this from uh, reading so much about uh, his work is that if we practiced virtues, like we practice, you know, the piano or, you know, football or whatever, the drums that, you know, we, you know, we'll get better at it. It's not like somebody just got the winning ticket for honesty or loyalty or patience. People, you know, of course, genetics are part of anything involved with humans and non-human animals, actually. Um, but what we practice, what we put our intention, attention and intention on is what will be successful. And so this particular episode, and I can use this myself, I'm the first one to admit this. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a work in progress with this. But it is, you know, the virtue of patience. We can practice patience and once again, big surprise, what we practice, we inevitably get better at, whether it's good or bad. We can practice practice the violin, we can practice robbing banks, and we'll get better at it. Well, lo and behold, if we practice being patient, we can become better at it. And this is one I am, I am uh, uh, that I am just am admittedly, humbly admit, any kind of whatever admit, I don't even know. I'm a work in progress with this. And my me being in the Fast Mind Club, does have quite a bit to do with it because I've mentioned before that out of all the symptoms of ADHD, the one I struggle with the most, work at the most, I'm challenged by to grow with the most is impulsivity, which is basically, you know, the polar opposite of what we're talking about here, which is patience. And I'm going to do a shout out and lean on Richard Carlson again for this one, even though I could go a million different angles with it, honestly, sticking with Aristotle would also just just work, but I've just been jumping into these Richard Carlson books lately. I've owned them for decades. They're called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And it's they've got all different ones with the family, with money, blah, 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 blah. And so uh, these are just short and easy that you can just dip right in. And I usually find something I like. And I go through phases with books. And right now I'm in the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff phase. So here we go. Uh, he talks about creating patience practice periods. Like basically to carve out time, just like you would carve out time for a piano lesson. It's not really different. So he says, patience is a quality of heart that can be greatly enhanced with deliberate practice. And here's the thing. Love the word deliberate, living deliberately, spending deliberately, eating deliberately. When, whenever we're, again, it's about attention and in, intention. So we can deliberately practice patience, just like we deliberately eat or spend money. Think about it. He says, an effective way that I have found to deepen my own patience is to create actual practice periods, periods of time that I set up in my mind to practice the art of patience. 
Life itself becomes a classroom and the curriculum is patience. So this just caught my eye because, as you know, I'm a, well, I'm a big fan of reframing and I'm a big fan of becoming aware, making a choice, and then putting in effort. Effort's huge. We've talked a lot about Carol Dweck and her work with mindset. Mindset is everything. So we can develop a patient's mindset by choosing to. And often, you know, when I'm doing the videos, I'll put up my two hands like, is it, one says simple, one says easy. Is it that simple? Absolutely. We can choose to develop, create, design a patient's mindset. It is that simple. We can choose it and do it, just like the Nike commercial, just do it. Is it that easy? Not necessarily. And it's going to be easier for some than others. Somebody in the Fast Mind Club, such as myself, this might be a little bit of a heavier lift. And that is not meant as an excuse, but rather an explanation. And actually, so people can be patient with me while I'm trying to become more patient. A little bit of irony in there, I guess. So uh, Richard Carlson goes on to, to say, you can start with as little as five minutes and build up your capacity for patience over time. Start by saying to yourself, okay, for the next five minutes, I won't allow myself to be bothered by anything. I'll be patient. You know what? I really like that actually. And I do, I do this at like, I was, I hesitate to say every day because that's so absolute, you know, I'm not into absolute wording. I will say most days, because as you know, I set an intention uh, in the morning. I usually do my, do my gratitude thing and I do my mindfulness thing and I save the intent, the intention setting for when I get in the Jeep only because that's where I'm 100% alone, alone. And I say it right out loud. Like, I, my intention today is to, to be, you know, relaxed. My intention today is to have fun. My, my intention today is to experience joy. My intention today is for maybe just five minutes out of this day, I will be patient and not let anything get to me. That's a great intention to start the day with right there. And then Richard goes on to say, what you'll discover is truly amazing. Your intention to be patient, especially if you know it's only for a short while. That's the key with me. If I know there's like a window, because the thing with patience is, and my attention holding in general, is it's like there's a window like Cinderella and the pumpkin thing. Like I have like midnight and then like when the clock strikes 12, like bang, it's over, right? So if you... If you're this, or if you're similar, even if you're neurotypical, it can help any of us to know that there's an end to like whatever the little goal is. So five minutes, you can spend that in the in the bathroom, right, or in the tub or something. Like five minutes, that's not a lot. So he talks about um, that was a five minutes. Okay, you okay? I'll be patient. Okay, so he says what you'll discover is truly amazing. Your intention to be patient, especially if it's for a short while, like we said, immediately strengthens your capacity for patience. Patience is one of those special qualities where success feeds on on itself. I love that. I also think that's true for most things because then it like becomes your mojo. Like if you can be patient for five minutes, and you can be patient for five and a half minutes tomorrow. And it just, there's a momentum there. And then he says, once you reach little milestones, five minutes of, of successful patience, you'll begin to see that you do indeed have the capacity to be patient, even for a long, for longer periods of time. Over time, you may even become a patient person. Now that, now that's a high bar for me. I'm just telling you like that. I want everything yesterday. 
you know, I'm, my wiring is impulsive. And though, though at a fabulous 57, I've learned and not nearly as impulsive, definitely not. And especially with the money thing, that's like very much healed now. Um, and it took a lot of hard work and a lot of years and a lot of patience on the part of other people, especially my, my wonderful husband. I like how uh, Richard says here, like you can like it, it slowly make this part of your lifestyle, you know, a patient lifestyle. And I like that. And for other people that may be filling the blank with something else, like a more honest lifestyle, um, a more loyal lifestyle, a more outgoing lifestyle, a more a positive in general lifestyle. Because when we acquire these minutes, we use our life minutes in this way. It is like a savings account. It's like throwing money in a bank. You know, when it's a self-esteem bank. Whenever we accomplish something, even even if it's small, even if it's five minutes of patience, you accomplished it. Give it, give yourself credit. Like, yay, good for you. Tell you I'll tell you right now, five minutes of patience for me, I'm definitely going to do a happy dance. Big celebratory happy dance, like a ray for me. And one thing I want to say here too, especially... You know, Richard talks about, I think he has two kids, if I remember right. And these are like really old books. He's, those, his, I think they're girls. His girls are probably like in their 30s at this point, maybe even or something or even older. I'm not sure. But we have five kids. And so, you know, I remember what it's like to have a buzzing household. And even if that's not your life and you've got a buzzing household because you've got two people working or you're going it alone, you've got two jobs or you've got one job and you're, you know, juggling all kinds of and all kinds of other stuff in your life or whatever. We've all got really busy lives. And the other link to this practicing patience, like you practice the piano kind of thing, is that it also reminds us, I did a whole episode on this. If anybody wants to go back and look, it was fun to do. Because I also, it's easier for me to do podcasts when I really, which is the high, high, high majority of them, um, when I'm just so feeling it myself. And I really don't believe that life is an emergency most of the time. It isn't. And I think, I think with Richard's books, he's, he's on, we're on the same page, so to speak. No, you know, podcast pun intended or, you know, academic pun intended or what, but I really don't believe life is an emergency most of the time. And, but we act like it is, and it's not even an urgency most of the time. And we act like it is, you know, we're at DEFCON 4 because so-and-so didn't return the email or so-and-so didn't for they I sent them to the store and they came back with everything but the garbage bags and that's all I needed oh my god and we do all this oh my godding over things that are just so not important and even if there's all kinds of political stuff going on at work and all kinds of it rarely is that the end of the world my dermatologist says that I think I mentioned this right because I go in like what's that spot my on my cheap Irish skin rarely is it the end of the world and and it's not even almost the end of the world, usually. And I and I get the from reading Richard's books, and again, I already feel like this myself, but I think he does too. The whole premise of don't sweat the small stuff is if you do sweat the small stuff and that's your that's your thing, you don't have the juice for the big stuff when it actually happens. So we go, you know, we're like, when you do all this, oh my godding and all this, you know, DEFCON 4 and, you know, 911 over unanswered emails and, who's doing what on the project. And, and I mean, it, none of it is that big of a deal. It doesn't need, it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be attended to, and, excuse me, maybe have a conversation, but we just are so amped up over FOMO and just things that just honestly don't matter. 
So, so, you know, God forbid you really get that middle of the night phone call or something really, you know, bad has happened. You want to have the juice if that happens in which we're going to be, when the tank is empty because we're flipping out over not being invited to something or whatever, there's no juice left for the big stuff. So this whole practicing patience thing to me seems to have a direct connection to practicing at the same time by practicing patience we're also practicing being calmer and practicing not biting the shenpa hook which remembers that urgency to like react to things and overreact to things we're practicing perceiving life as not being an emergency or even an urgency which is going to have it be just such much much it will have life your life my life being a way more enjoyable ride than if we're like it you know in this like shortstop stance waiting for the ball to drop like it just it practicing patience has us really letting the wind out of the sails out of the life is emergency thing because life is not an emergency and it's not even an urgency the high majority of the time so that's it practice patience like you'd practice the piano and this is Kimberly Quinn signing off from very beautiful sparkly very cold northern vermont have a mindful day